Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back now here we're on back. the Ticket Water Cooler. I was screaming into an, uh, a yeah. mic that wasn't Into on. the void. Yeah, that's all right. At least Rico heard me. Uh, we're back here at the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket, wrapping up the show, making way for the happy hour, uh, which I said Nick Santa went to the press conference, so I'm sure we'll, uh, you guys will talk about that a little bit. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I want to dive a little bit more into the Paul Chris thing, but I did uh, tease some NFL news. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pittsburgh. Name the starter. He'll be the starter this week. He, of course, uh, did not start last week, but uh, jumped in and threw three interceptions. So, Did you know uh, Kenny Pittsburgh has yet to throw an incomplete pass? Oh, yeah. That's right. He, he <laughs> you know, on his stat line, there's three incompletions, but they were caught. Well, the other team. <laughs> <laughs> not incomplete, though. They were caught. I just don't know. Dude if this throws a is, good ball. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good idea. Pittsburgh's one and three, though. All catchable. So... Is this, is this it's too da- early? N- no, I don't think it is. It's it's dangerous that uh, Pittsburgh's flirting with a dangerous record, though. Yeah. Mike Tomlin has yet to have a losing record in his coaching career. I know, and I so, would have bet on Mike Tomlin. Dude. Don't you don't you ruin this for me, Pittsburgh? I don't like the Steelers at all. Actually, I dislike them, but I love Mike Tomlin. I always liked the Steelers. Just watching the, you know, I, I, there's something about Hein, formerly Heinz Field, where they named it too. Mm, yeah, some some um, insurance company. The sticker field. on one side of the helmet. I, just the the. You a big one one side of the helmet sticker guy? I just like the Steelers. I don't know. It's like it's their uniforms. They just look cool. It always bothers me. You bother you don't like just the a, one side. Just a sticker on one. It just bothers yeah. me. I'm it's just different. Like, it's unique. I no, I get it. Yeah. I'm just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like why? And why is it only the left side? Yeah, I don't know. I think why? It, why did? How did they decide on that? I like, I how heard, did they decide what side of the helmet gets a sticker? I think originally it was like you know way back in the day they just didn't have they didn't the have budget stickers to get all those stickers. So I gotta just put it on this. Just side. get one sticker, and put something on there. Okay. <laughs> like the numbers on the helmets. I'm like, I, I kind of like that. I'm coming around to the numbers on the helmets yeah. for for some teams, but at the same time, I'm like, it was kind of. What do you think neat. about like ranking? When you see like rankings for helmets. And Penn State's like really high. It's dumb. No, I'm it's not. Like, Penn State yeah, is not a good helmet. It's the tradition. Regardless, thing, look, but... I'm look, look, I'm looking at all of you right now. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Penn State's uniforms are garbage. <laughs> the whole uniform. Garbage. Yeah. It, okay, it's a solid blue uniform with some white stripes and white pants with blue stripes, and then a it's basic. It's a, traditional. Like it's it's boring. Yeah. You're garbage. What about the Browns? Just a nice orange helmet. Garbage. Although it's orange, different, yeah, it's different. I enjoy it, orange but you're the spices it up a little bit from. But the, you're also white the Browns, and you yeah, have orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also doesn't make any sense. Uh, Randy Gregory also heading to the short-term IR. That means four games, uh, unfortunately, Dang for uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, for former Husker there, uh, but again, I did want to get to the, kind of the Big Ten West, the big news: Paul Chris uh, let go, making way for Jim Litter to to get an opportunity there. Is this would would this move be done without Jim Leonard in place? Do you think, or do you think this would have they would have uh, kind of uh, you know maybe given Chris a few more weeks this, to get it under under control? This would not have happened if there weren't so many Power Five job openings. Hmm. I think Wisconsin may have panicked and thought that they were going to lose Jim Leonard, who maybe they're preparing to be the future head coach of Wisconsin, and they believed that they were going to lose him if they didn't name him the head coach at some point. So I I think it's a panic move by them. 
and uh, they're just trying to keep Jim Leonard on staff and and in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, it's, and it's a tough read. And it's also kind of just brings up. Um, naturally, what's the better job, Nebraska or Wisconsin? Um, you know, historically, you kind of think Nebraska. I've seen people try to argue Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin's closer to Minnesota. The recruiting footprint. Nebraska annually out recruits Wisconsin, um, regardless of geography. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting way to look at. It. Of course, Wisconsin's had a lot more recent success. You know, where are you picking up? But I don't. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see like what. Even which which coach next season, and whether it's the interims or not, are picking up a better record because Wisconsin's not good, not not great right now. No, for a team that was picked by many, including myself, to win the West, uh, not the default looking, pick. Yeah, we, not that, we looking. Just, the, not the program. Yeah, the the West was kind of wide open to start the season, and then you know you always pick if if the West is wide open, you default to three teams. Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Those are the three. If you have no idea exactly what's going on, those are the three you go with. And uh, that's kind of what was going on at the beginning of this season. And now Wisconsin's on the bottom of the rankings. They're 0-2 in the in, in Big Ten play, which is very strange to say. And if they if they go outside of Jim Leonard and they go just you – know, because there is a – They have connections to two of the bigger names. Who's that? Uh, Lance Leipold, Leipold is yeah. – he coached at Wisconsin Whitewater for the longest yeah. time. I, I, he might be from Wisconsin. I couldn't tell you exactly. And then Dave Aranda, longtime defensive yeah. coordinator up at Wisconsin. And that's why I, I'm interested because there's also this idea um, – and, you know, we've had this Jim with, with Nebraska idea. too. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but the, the, the it's a very similar – there's so many similarities or like just like feelings that you've been through this before if you're a Nebraska fan because there's a lot of the Wisconsin brass that – they're tired of the Wisconsin brand. They think there's a ceiling, you know, to be the power mm. of tough football in Madison, and they need to break away. They need to get a modern offense. And Nebraska did that twice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, and it doesn't always turn out so well. I, I still, you know me, I, I believe that's the way the win in the Midwest. That's the blueprint that the Wisconsin took from Nebraska. Nebraska went away with, mm-hmm. went away from. Um, so I'm interested to see because there are a lot of connections to the, the, the Wisconsin of the last 20 years that have made that program so good. Um, and, but there is an idea from some to move away from that. They tried that even once themselves with Gary Anderson and, uh, and eventually Barry Alvarez walked in his office and said, you got to go back to Wisconsin football. <laughs> this is not working. All right. Figure yeah. it out. And Gary Anderson didn't stay much longer. Look, Wisconsin football has been pretty successful the last couple of years. I mean, the, Literally, the last few years have not been the greatest, but leading up until those, Wisconsin's brand of football has been extremely successful. I mean, they've been winning 9, 10, 11 games damn near every season. So you're having a down two, three years. Uh, everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through a little recession of, yeah. t- of sorts. I mean, Alabama lost, what, two games a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> everybody goes through a little recession yeah. of sorts. So you just got to ride through it. I, I thought very surprising they fired Paul Chris. I I wasn't sure if he was going to make it past this season with the way that you know we talk we listen to a, a radio host up in Wisconsin oh, saying yeah. they they need to make a change they're getting passed by Northwestern and they've won two of the last te- four uh, Big Ten West titles and you know what have you so I didn't know if he'd make it past the end of the season but I was not expecting a, a not even mid-season firing. Well, and it's interesting too. Be you know, I don't think anybody saw it coming, but you know, obviously Brett Bielema beating him um, at Wisconsin, you know, was, was the final a little poetic justice. Yeah, it was. It was, it was just awesome if you like Big Ten football because it's really kind of cool. It all kind of worked out. Um, but, Kept him from tying him as second all-time yeah, wins yeah, behind Barry Alvarez, which is just 
rude. <laughs> Just <laughs> disgusting. But I, I think, too, I mean, that's got to be part of it. If you're Wisconsin and you're saying, okay, we have our brand of football, but all of a sudden Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, um, uh, Illinois, maybe Iowa at times, they, they've picked up our brand of football and they're doing it better than we are now. Mm-hmm. So we're not even winning in that, in, even if we stick to our brand. Um, that's got to be interesting. And then the other thing is just, you know, I don't know if you're ever sold on Paul Chris. He's won two Big Ten coaches of the year. I mean, I'm sold on him as much as, like, he took over and, and continued what they had going. Now it kind of dropped off a little bit. He's been in the Big Ten championship, what, three, four times? Yeah, but you do feel like there's a ceiling there that maybe there wouldn't be. And, and uh, Again, what I, what I think of kind of back to the Brett Bielema days or the Barry Alvarez days, mm-hmm. it does seem like the program's – not quite at that level. Well, I feel like every Big Ten West team believes that they're hitting a ceiling because as it stands right now, the Big Ten East, the top three teams in the Big Ten East are just better than the Big Ten West. So it was even always if, built that way. So yeah. even if you do make it to the Big Ten Championship game, depending on which one of the three you're facing, if you're facing Ohio State, especially this Ohio State, I'm sorry, you don't have a chance. There's no there's no way any Big Ten West team beats this Ohio State team. Michigan Maybe I still doubt it. Penn State, yeah, probably. You know, a couple Big Ten West teams maybe hey, have a chance against Penn it's State. It's been said before, and then we've seen I Iowa know. and Purdue. In I know, years. I know, but it's it's just as it stands right now. Every Big Ten West team kind of has a ceiling because yeah. of how dominant the Big Ten East is. But it was again, I always say this: it was built that way. I don't know why there was ever idea that the West could balance the the East. In fact. They they completely went away from geography to begin with because they knew that if they did it geographically, it was going to be imbalanced. They mm-hmm. did the legends and leaders, legends and leaders to avoid the geography problem and the imbalance problem. And then a few years later, they had Rutgers and Maryland. They're like, well, that'll kind of crappy this side of the division. Yeah, this will work. Yeah. Well, okay, now you found your bottom, but you still have the problem that you know your top three programs are have the highest ceilings of the Big Ten and the and and, and the West. You know, probably just can't compete, especially mm-hmm. with Nebraska down for as long as they've been. You mean to tell me that the the most fertile recruiting ground is going to be in Minneapolis, and the Ohio team is going to take the best players out of there, and you're still expecting the West to to be some sort of competition? Come on, <laughs> what are you doing? All that all that be said, I love the Big Ten West, and I hope it stays. I know we're not going to get too much many more years of it because they're probably going to move to the pod system and add different teams and all that. But I enjoy the Big Ten West. It's got its brand. It's that got might, its fun. That might it's ruin wide open right Big now. Ten West brand, though. It will ruin Maybe the Big no Ten West Maybe no more power brand. running. Well, certain teams will realize that it's not just the West. It's your. It's it's where you are geographically. This makes sense more than just since the Big Ten West has been here. This is how Wisconsin and Nebraska have done it traditionally. And sometimes it takes 22 years till you win the national title. <laughs> but then you might win a national title. Uh, that'll wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7. The Ticket will be back for your lunch hour tomorrow from Wingstop. Thanks once again to them for sponsoring the show. Happy hour coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.